0: Yes, hello everyone. It's uh, citizenreporter.org, your host, Mark Fonseca Renderu, also known as Bicycle Mark. You can call me either one. This is the podcast dedicated to underreported news and global concerns. Uh, Basically meaning we talk about the things you don't find, perhaps in the front pages or in the headlines, but do affect human lives. And I am here in Berlin, Germany, and as always at this time of year, I am sitting across from my dear friend, Tim Love. Say good afternoon, Temperate Love.
1: Good afternoon, Temperate
0: Love. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's a new year, two thousand twelve, and uh, happy Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year to you too. Mm. I'm not used to getting such a immediate reaction. You know, usually I'm podcasting alone. <laughs> no, no, I have guests. I have guests. Uh, so, Tim, we did this last year. I think we did it the year before. It's a fantastic tradition that we do. It's a little different from my usual podcast where maybe I'm somewhere or talking with someone far away about a conflict. I think it's an issue, it's an interesting issue. And we do it every year in a slightly different way. And that is, we talk about personal media and being your own media and the world of creating on the internet. And it applies to us personally. So that's nice because we can talk from our personal experience, but it also applies to other kinds of production on the internet as well. Art, um, art, anything. Exactly. Now, last year we did just a review. We did flatter and we talked about funding online and surely today we'll come back to it with a sort of update. Um, But besides doing that, I also, I wrote down the title because we came up last night when we were talking. Um, I call it uh, Mini Media Empires or Tiny Media Empires. And when I say tiny, it's not to badmouth either you or me. It's uh, it's to keep us in mind in the, in the global scale where we are small media empires or tiny media empires. And media empires, empires in the sense that we do perhaps more than one thing. Uh, you know, were we just one program or one... There was one specialty then I would just say we're just one little one media outlet but once you start doing other things, in my case, teaching in other countries, um, what else do I do? I tweet travel uh, yes <laughs> um, I write in newspapers and I do other media so I can't say I'm just about citizenreporter.org that is my favorite thing that's my primary one. And in your case, you have at this point uh, multiple running shows on different topics. Um each of which you spend, I think, quite a significant amount of time on every week. Uh so, so let's go over it so that people who don't know you uh or or haven't heard from you in a year on my show uh, are reminded. The first the podcasts, right? We're talking at this point, currently active four podcasts? Seven. <laughs> See. <laughs> this is why we do this. <sighs> Active in the sense
1: that new releases come out every now and then. Yeah. Um, if you look at it in a closer detail, you see that like not all of them are constantly pushing out info, uh, content, hmm. but four might be very active, and the rest is just always there to you know receive a new episode every now and then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you're. I mean, even in the course of a day today or tomorrow, you'll you're thinking of next episodes and. and yeah,
1: and also new shows so i'm I'm yep. not done yet i yep. have enough ideas for new uh stuff yep. it's just a matter of time and energy and in the end also money um when i can do this
0: yeah and just so people know these range uh, first of all they're in german except for chaos radio international episodes radio express international episodes you still could do some in english right
1: yeah, but I. That was more as all the uh, activity for Cast Radio was experimental, uh, also international. I might come up with uh, international programs more, um, yes. but I haven't. F- I've have just simply focused on German stuff, just because I needed to focus. And the yeah. language thing was obviously the first
0: uh, mm-hmm. um, guidance here. And mm. the topics we got technology, and in different senses, because I mean chaos radio express is is it specific to not necessarily right technology and hacking
1: well first of all it's no longer called chaos radio express because i just recently oh, re- re- renamed it just to uh the abbreviation yeah to, to explain why i did that uh simply because um i have been decoupling the program from from its uh, original birthplace mm and there is still this chaos radio show going on every month yeah. except December and people were just continuously confusing those both yeah. and I thought it was just better to you know make it separate but to be in the tradition I sort of reduced the name to its own abbreviation and so it's just uh, CRE
0: now yeah. and it's going on uh, as it has before then we've got Not Safe for Work sure. uh, which is in my opinion comedy yeah it's an it's, it's entertainment yeah. It's just an entertainment show. And mm. we've got the one I get to see you periodically because of uh, Raumzeit, the, the space uh podcast. Interviews
1: with pe- people working in space engineering and organization. Yeah. People from ESA and uh, DLR, which yeah. is like the German NASA. And uh, scientists as well, project leaders, other people and yeah it's every every single show is about a different aspect that's actually contract work i do for asa and dlr together so it's a very fortunate position to be in i get top notch people you know who who really really know their stuff hmm. and i uh yeah can just interview them on on anything they know
0: hmm. your fourth or among your four big programs is also uh, mobile max which mobile max, I think everybody knows.
1: Yeah, it's a typical nerd talk show on all things Apple. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have that in your portfolio these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta um, But it's behind. it's a very common thing, you know, it's a very yeah. common thing that um you you find uh an, you find enormous amounts of shows like this.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um When it comes to, we we hear this mysterious popping, nobody minds, don't worry. Uh, When it comes to um, doing these shows and the themes that have come up, I mean, you also do occasional political talk. Um, Was it, were all these things, things you wanted to do for many years now, or is this more people come up to you and propose these shows?
1: I know it's all all, all, more or less my, my idea. Mm. Yeah. Uh, every show has its own story. Um, like not safe for work. I do with Holger Klein together. He's he's a professional radio host and he's just a very hilarious person. I always wanted to do something together with him. And when we started the show, we didn't really know where this was going. So we just you know kept it completely open. We're just starting to talk about whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and turns out that's still what we're doing. Yeah, but it found its own way and it's. Uh, it's um uh yeah it's 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 resonating pretty well in in the listener uh, community so there's a lot of stuff coming back to us which sort of uh gets infused into the show and, and it's a very funny experience yeah but but i always focus on i really want to make each show different it's it's about something else or the style is something else or even if the style is similar like CRE and Raumzeit are very similar programs in the way they are conducted um the topic is very well focused on 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 one of them and the other is very broad so I don't I yeah I, I try to avoid just repeating myself and uh so when I know there's a new world of topics that's waiting for me, then I try to find the right format for it and the right person to do it with because usually I'm not doing this alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, And if I think I've, I will regularly find the time to keep it alive, then I do it.
0: Yeah, And one of the things I've watched over the years is the rise of your media company, is that the right term? Media company? That's uh, m- strange.
1: For me, it's more a brand because the company assumes that there are many people uh, working <laughs> on it. That's not the
0: case. It's just me. Staff of one. You could get an intern.
1: Yeah, I could. But that would also be extra work for me to, to, to deal with. So I don't know if this is creating more work for me or less. Yeah, uh, See, It might happen eventually.
0: Yeah. So so the, the, the brand is uh, Meta Ebene? Uh,
1: which means the meta level, yeah, yeah. Because I, I figured out that that's basically what I was talking about all the time. I'm always trying to get things on the meta level you yeah. know, to make it understandable, to explain, to 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 educate. And I uh, found it funny just to also name my studio like this. <laughs> Here I am sitting on the meta level, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, and I and I attached this personal media to it, which I still think is more or less my. It's, uh, I'm not aware of anybody else calling it personal media right now, but I'm really looking at it as a generic term. Yeah. Because I think it's personal in many ways. It's very personal in the way it's produced, mm. of course. It's like a one guy show, you know, doing How, it yeah. his way. And. But it's also very personal in the way it's perceived and 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 listened to and and reacted to, and <laughs> this close relationship with the audience that's one of the things I'm most excited about in this whole uh, project so personal media is yeah anything that's not in the typical style of corporate or public radio or you know
0: yeah well once you're you're basically one person producing this content. That makes it quite personal. If it you does. have to involve the staff, <laughs> that's where it loses its. Uh, its yeah, it
1: might. Touch. I mean, I I don't know what happens there. Uh, maybe in the future, sometimes it evolves uh, so that like m- more than just me is uh, dealing with it. But it should still be very personal. Mm-hmm. It should still be the way it is coming to you should still be very personal. Yeah. The w- one thing I I really don't like about interviews in in in, in normal radio and stuff, so detached from the persons uh, this, this mm. huge distance and this strange way of speaking yeah. you know i just like to keep it colloquial yeah. it's like you always have the feeling that people are sitting at the same table mm-hmm. than you are
0: yeah there are those, just in the room those questions that are that are not really custom made for the person it i have them i have them in my repertoire when i'm in a bind and i my brain suddenly i have a bertation and then <laughs> heavy, heavy yeah burtation. i might have a heavy bertation and then I, I'll i go to one of those standard questions that you can find in any media where you say, like, uh, tell me more about the project, or when was it founded? You know, and you, There are these basic questions, that, and that's almost exclusively what you find in a lot of um, sort of typical traditional media. And I think the problem has become that it's so common that it makes it completely uninteresting to listen to, and I try <laughs> to think clearly and ask specific questions for the specific person I'm sitting with. i mean that i would yeah i put that under what's personal about my media you know like uh. and what's also interesting is this name um as opposed to the individual shows which also people know but this your very brand of um of podcasting and of media uh, people know it it's become you've i guess you've featured it in your content and said this is a production of and and so i find it interesting that this name has also risen over the years
1: yeah it's surprising um how how well it's received and that people are actually uh, it's not it's not that i'm opening my shows with it i'm i, I usually do not mention it at all it's just yeah. more or less on the website and 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 the way the, i communicate on 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 twitter there mm. is of course like a twitter account that's just metaebene which sort of gives you uh every new release that's coming out of the metaebene so every podcast released if you're following meta you get all the updates yeah. there's always just a twitter account for a particular show so this whole retweeting architecture on twitter works pretty well for this so i, I And mean, people have just you know noticed and, and and that's that's good because i i i think of it as a as a label yeah. like a music label and the music label you know once you found out there are good artists being published by this label and then a new artist is coming out you might just find it interesting to listen to it just because you know that the previous selection have been your taste right and that's more or less the same i want to treat it here uh with this brand it's uh you know whenever i publish something new under that brand people should get the feeling that the same attention to detail is being paid and the mm. same quality of uh, moderation is uh is executed here i mean i still have to deliver that but yeah. of course i i it's pretty easy then to 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 give it a head start it's like okay here is something new why don't you just listen to it and then you know there are people coming because they are used to it
0: but one difference then i mean the the recording like la- the record label is a interesting example and I, and i get what you're what you're getting at but just to point out one difference between you and a record label and you tell you correct me Um, is that you're not about to put this label on a podcast, for example, that does not have you in it. In other words, just the name, you know, approved by...
1: Well, so far that's been the case. I'm not so totally sure I'm sticking to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've no particular plans yet, but it might be that there's other content that is, you know, as good as I would have done it, Mm -hmm. but I could also... You know, provide a home to it that might happen yeah, but mm-hmm. it's a yeah it's a difficult decision somehow yeah I might uh, try it,
0: yeah, because I'm asking myself a little bit without being too obsessed with differences because the beauty of this life is that you know we can we can cross borders and bend uh uh categories and such, but you know I start by calling this tiny media empires or mini media empires and or personal media empires. Or personal media empires, exactly. And, and they exist in the world. Some of them have existed for quite a few years now since True. personal media, a lot of these features like podcasting have, have come forward. and um, the Yeah. But also, uh,
1: yeah, it's more or less restricted to the tech world yet.
0: That makes the me think. The examples
1: I come up with uh, are tech world.
0: Yeah, because that, that's what I start to think about. Like how many... I mean, I think we all every now and then touch or, or are exposed to a one of these small media, personal media empires out there. Um, w- one that I thought of, and, and it's become something completely different, but I always thought of, you know, a blog can become a personal media empire if you start doing other things as a blogger. Mm-hmm. And one of the old ones was, you know, without knowing her whole story, but Huffington Post was a political blog space. Uh, that opened up to everybody, so it, it it's I don't know that's a little less personal. But the strangest thing is that it rose to the point now that it gets bought by uh, AOL, oddly enough, and um, and now it's it's something else. It's no longer a personal media empire. It's something between you know uh, anyone can publish, but not quite anyone can publish. Or, um, mm-hmm. And I just started thinking, like taking a, a little list in my head of w- who's a, a personal media empire right now that's consistently doing something uh some type of program i mean here in germany it seems like this is a good uh place and i mean with a good audience the kind of audience as a media creator you would want and and i'll explain what i'm talking about it's a kind of audience that responds and i think we like that you know we don't want to just produce with no response that hurts sometimes when there's absolutely no response right (laughs) um you want an audience that uh, that may create something back at you or or show up. I went to with you to a listener meetup yesterday, and in in my eyes, there were a lot of people there. Um, very few personal media creators could could get that many people out on a, on a New Year's Day. Mm. Yeah, so it makes me wonder, like, how many are there? How many colleagues do we have, especially you? in in this world it's it's hard to count because it depends on where you, you are I mean in the podcasters
1: world. in general or, mm, or you think there's kind. a line
0: between being just a someone with a podcast and someone being
1: well a, i think most of them who most people who podcast have one
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and well then there are a few who will produce more
0: yeah or do something else, video for, or... For,
1: for, for, yeah, for whatever, whatever the reasons uh, for that might be. Uh, I'm not sure everybody is sort of extending it into uh, a brand or extending it into uh, the only thing he's doing or she. But um, might be as well. Yeah. Might be. Hmm. I still have the feeling we are at the very beginning of all this in a way although right. i've been doing it for my myself been doing it for 6 years but a lot hasn't changed since the beginning and um well what hasn't changed the way i produce in a way hasn't changed um i mean i've got probably got more equipment uh, or 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 other equipment but but the basic stuff is still uh, the same yeah
0: mm-hmm
1: the way I organize myself to do it, I'm organizing my show, the the content. I talk about. Uh, I got more experience, but in in general, it's it's the same thing, and the audience has increased a bit, mm-hmm. and other things have changed, like um, the money situation is different now. Like there are donation systems uh, in place that work more or less for yeah. one or the other and um, we talked about flatter and the micropayment that's a new development so in that in that sense there are systems coming up that that uh, could help refinance uh, the activity that's new that's good but it hasn't yet changed uh, fundamentally changed how people produce it's still a very uh, personal thing having your own studio is not Mm-hmm. The, a normal thing, you know. Mm-hmm. People are doing it at home and just yeah. you know, like clear out the desk, and and and, and, the, and That's a good thing about it, that you can still do it, and that, that that's that's the best thing about it. Mm. That the uh, uh, the barriers to to start with at least something, are are super low, yeah. but it can it can get better. I mean the in the software world it hasn't changed much. Yeah, we're still using software that's totally not uh, suited to. To, to what we do right there are trends but the rev- revolution is still uh somewhere outside and i don't know where hmm. um software wise it's 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 still a disaster also audio equipment is still made for either <laughs> musicians or broadcasts who got tons of money mm-hmm. you know there's nothing really on the market that's totally perfectly tailored to podcast needs. And I understand why. This is not a mass movement. It's not like millions of podcasters around the planet are banging on the door of audio companies to do stuff that is perfectly done for talk shows. Yeah. But anyway, it doesn't matter because uh, there's not uh, enough equipment that you can just you know use and, and, and that it sort of works.
0: Yeah do you think of this. Um, some years ago, there were these two satellite radio companies in the U.S., uh, Sirius and XM, and they were the only two. Satellite radio was a new option. Uh, you would need this, of course, this receiver to hear the programs, and some people were having it in their car or wherever. And these two companies, one basically wanted to buy the other. They wanted to merge. And this is a risk. This may not be legal because it could be a monopoly in one particular industry. So they went to the Federal Communications Commission and they said to justify merging that they were competing with everything else today. And they listed podcasts and they listed terrestrial radio and they listed television, even though they don't do any video. Um, and I get the feeling as we talk that you would agree with this definition of of like, this is who we're up against. This is the choices. In a way, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the commission did, <laughs> and yeah. granted the merger. Uh, you know, some years later, the the company itself is uh, in trouble and never quite getting it right because they're they're still using a lot of completely automated music playing and uh, trying to cut every bit of money possible. And that's a later story. I found it interesting because it was one of the first times where a radio station said or a radio company said um, we may not do podcasts. But people are choosing between us, podcasts, and everything else. And uh, I wonder if you know. I don't think. I don't think for everybody that's that's the case. I don't think everybody's making this conscious choice. Um, no, and in, in, in that particular example, it's
1: also they 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 are part of the real broadcast thing technology part of media. I mean, they can directly. It's it it works in cars, right? There yeah. are car receivers for this. Um, so that doesn't really apply to to ordinary podcasts yet. So I wouldn't have been surprised if the uh, what was it FCC? FCC yeah would have said no to this because yeah that might come up in the future but it's not there yet.
0: Right. Uh, we don't have the exact same. You it's can, not an equal you can, playing field can
1: merge in 5 years from now but yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can understand this. Yeah. But on the other hand I'm always surprised to see how much um Advertisement uh, contributes to the sustainability of podcasting in in the US. That's something you just don't see here in Germany
0: at all. Hmm. I mean, there are commercials on podcasts, I'm assuming, like in the beginning or at the end for some. Some tried it,
1: but I'm not aware of a single German podcast that does advertising on a regular basis. Hmm. There is sort of advertisement as... Um, you know, it's like sponsorship, mm. yeah. But there's only one example I could com- come up with, and um, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing with Germans, and when it comes to advertisements, it's always you know when you do it, people question your independence, and, and you know it's, uh, it's there's really a line <laughs> in the sand if you're you're either in that area. Where you do it or you're not so like, and it's it's almost an, um. You know they say. Then you are commercial and uh, commercial is a, is an ugly word in in German. <laughs> when people use it and tell you 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 oh now you are totally commercial. It's like you know I and mean, why are yeah, not the, getting it? F- uh, yeah, you're not giving it out for free as free as it can be and. Yeah. And you're, not,
0: you're not talking about hipsters you're not you're not you're talking about general public says commercial is not desirable not yeah, at least
1: the general public you find on the internet these days <laughs> you know which is right. mostly made out of heavy users i'm i'm not saying nerds uh there are nerds you know real tech hackers and so on They mm-hmm. form a, a large part of that group but it's that's something that's something that's really changing you see there is a new generation of people who is also well trained in everything uh, regarding internet and websites and there might be even program but they wouldn't really consider themselves to be a, in the same group that those hardcore hardcore tech users of the early 90s are in yeah. so there's that's breaking up hmm. uh in man, in many ways because it's just too common uh, there's facebook people just use the internet on a on a regular and daily basis, so even things like podcasts are slowly, slowly, but they are becoming commonplace well known everybody knows it exists. they might not use it, but at least they know what it is. They might have an understanding of subscription, although they don't do it mm-hmm. and um uh, that's what i've always said you know that's just a process that's just going to happen six years from now. Uh, in the future compared to six years back in the future will be a huge difference mm-hmm. uh, also because technology has improved a lot bandwidth is no longer a problem it, especially the mobile business is just going to take off uh, in a way that we couldn't have imagined uh, six years ago it was a problem if people have access to a fast line or or even use their internet on a on a flat rate basis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, they were dialing up the internet and then it cost as yeah. long as you are connected, even if you are not using it. This whole model, so the way you paid for internet was, was weird. And now flat rate is just normal. And now it's normal also for a mobile phone. And in six years from now, every phone is going to be a smartphone. Every phone is going to be able to suck in a huge amount of media um for no extra cost. It's yeah. just going to happen. And it's going to be the coverage is going to be probably even global. Right now if you're traveling through Europe, you know, you have that roaming problem yeah. you know uh, suck uh, 10 web pages in Paris with a German account you know almost bankrupt <laughs> that's uh, that's about to change and, and, and that means that media is immediately available once it's published so it, it, it loses this disadvantage it has to normal radio that you can sort of receive everywhere hmm. but you can only receive it live because it's not recorded it's not you can't play it back you can't you know pause it and listen to it five minutes later yeah. uh there might be devices that you know store whatever is coming and and, and have this pause option and so on but that's sort of yeah. just trying to apply uh things that are n- normal in the internet world that's true to yeah. to, to, to old media broadcasting
0: yeah. makes me think of dvr um which now is standard like in the netherlands where i am uh, i don't even realize it a lot of times i'm watching tv at somebody's house and I'll say, oh, did you see that? And they'll go, no. And they'll hit pause. And suddenly a pause will appear on the screen. I had no idea that this was even an option. And then we rewind. For live TV. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's just automatically uh, recorded. Right. And this is an old internet strategy that we used to say. This is one of the advantages on the list of uh, why podcasts are good. Yeah, but it still is uh.
1: because you have to have, you, you, you needed to watch that channel. You know, yeah. it's not that you could switch on your TV and then go back half an hour. It's mm-hmm. not continuously re- recording all the channels you mm-hmm. might listen to, yeah. uh, and, and 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 that's just it's uh yeah. There m- there might be similarities. There might be uh, gaps that are closing. But in general, what I say is, internet-based media, which podcast is one of, is losing its disadvantages at a very s- fast pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and six years from now. This is just going to be so super normal. And, and and the technology will be in everybody's pocket with smartphones. Smartphones are... They already are the revolution of the computing market. It's not, not far from now. By far, more smartphone computers mm. will be uh, sold than
0: PCs. But you're still going to have... As I see it, different levels of, say, a podcaster, and I mean, level like the level to which they're involved (laughs) and, and, you know, how many days a week, how many programs, how much income, and so forth. Like, I think that's sort of, although it's still developing, uh, I think that's the the, the differences are going to always exist, right? I mean, I guess that's easy, you know, making easy observations.
1: Yeah, sure. (laughs) I mean, it might be it exists, but who cares? I mean, differences are always there.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about um, personal media empires that extend into mainstream or, or conventional media empires, like like the small mom and pop. We say mom and pop all the time in English. It means just, you know, the small shop Yeah. Um, that suddenly has a staff or gets aired on um, CNN or some large uh, network and then sort of exists between the two. I was trying to think in my head of, you know, who's... Who's an in-between personal media empire and and commercial media? I guess you can list a a bunch.
1: Well, there are good examples in the the US. I mean, Leo Laporte has been one of the very early tech podcasters, been very successful in the way he was developing formats and the way he was uh, addressing certain vertical areas of this whole uh, tech market. And insightful podcasts are useful you know, because you're oh, everybody's sort of looking for opinions and trying to shape his own opinion by listening to others opinion and it's not that opinion is easily consumed you can read blogs all day but this very you know takes a lot of time <laughs> takes a lot of understanding and translating from text to 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 what it means and some people do that but well we know that there are people enough people who just prefer being talked to because that's just the normal way of how conversation works. Yeah. And um that's what they what he was catering to and he was quickly expanding all this. He was putting it under a label, this Twit T V yeah. label, and he's leveraging a lot of good ideas like Having a site that constantly broadcasts one of your shows randomly so you can just tune in and, you know, get sort uh. of like, oh, this exists too? I didn't know that. You know, like normal TV. Yeah. So in a way, you could do the same thing as the, the old media broadcasting standards did but you still have the advantage of the internet technology underneath anything can be combined with everything of course it could also be the other way around just the the ordinary tv stations could also develop into the internet but you know you know they don't understand this you know (laughs) they they just see it as a Oh, well, that's where uh, our stealing. stuff gets 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 stolen, and you know, the, where there is no money. And I'm, I'm always very happy in a way if they continue in that tradition because that just gives us much more time. You know, yeah. like thanks yeah. for not understanding what we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not complaining that I'm not understood. It's like yeah, and that's something True. people turn to me also. It's like yeah but don't you feel misunderstood and so on? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do. I'm very happy about it. It just gives me more time. And I have to rush, you know, and yeah. uh, get into some kind of fierce competition. Uh, uh,
0: thanks for ignoring me. <laughs> yeah, you want to maintain that, that mystique, that mystery. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: it doesn't say I'm not interested in, in, in becoming this more... Um, yeah, I'm saying mainstream now, but you know what I mean. It's like I just wanted... Uh, every now and then when I explain people what I do you know that's always the question what do you answer if people ask you what you're doing Ugh. and I, I have uh, I've tried many things you know if, if I say I'm a podcaster that uh, increasingly might work mm-hmm. you know I'm, uh, I'm mm-hmm. constantly running into more people who yeah heard that before have a clue whether it might be although telling them to be a full-time podcaster that's a very rare concept
0: right and, yeah, so i say yeah.
1: i'm i am radio that's what yeah. i say i am i, I radio. am radio you know i am a radio yeah. or if i say I, I make radio or i do radio then they come up with like oh yeah you know what's the station
0: yeah you know? and i
1: say like i am the station
0: <laughs> nice and
1: then there's another
0: pause like and then you have um, to look confident when you do that like, yes fold your arms <laughs> and I do. Yeah, I, I do I look very I'm the station because if you leave it open they're going to hit you with more of these like doubt <clears throat> questions and I don't, I don't like that
1: yeah, you know. I'm the station. I'm. Uh, where are you sending? Like I'm sending on the internet. And It's like always like. Ah, um, I, ah, I. Yeah, yeah. and they sort of understand it, but yeah. But I haven't really heard that in that in that combination. But increasingly, they they accept this yeah. idea. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, I understand. You can send stuff on the internet. That they heard. It. It's just not that they're running into people doing it uh, yeah. every week.
0: Yeah, as the years go on. You and I have to do less explaining of what it is we do. True. <laughs> um, and, and what I look forward to for the smoothness of conversation so I can feel more comfortable is when someone goes, what do you do? And I say, "I'm," a, or I often say I'm a journalist or I'm a podcaster. I look forward to when they don't say in the second question, how do you make a living? Like, that's what I look forward to. Uh, It's this assumption that I couldn't possibly make a living. So now what do you really do? Come on, you clown. (laughs) All right. The truth is I I wait tables and I (laughs) clean houses. But uh, I look forward to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, If you say I'm writing for newspapers, nobody will ask that, although it's a a really shitty job in these days. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So so it's all about what people are
0: used to. Yeah. Oh, it's always. So what do you do? And I say, because I'm sure of it. I'm a journalist. And then, I wish this were enough. We could talk about issues. You know, and we could talk about children and all kinds of things. And they'll say, uh, They'll say, who do you write for? And I'll say me but i have to say this me with confidence otherwise it's going to fall apart you know and before you know it i'm mumbling some explanations as to how i do this so i said yeah no i'm ready I, for I, my own media empire yeah exactly <laughs> i publish for myself and, and then you have to you know it has changed over the years thankfully to to having to say less stuff um yeah <laughs> there's all kinds of things happening here it's <laughs> annoying
1: it's really the the whole equipment stopped working at the end of the year right on time
0: (laughs) all right so um in the end like if anyone takes any conclusions from today's conversation home with them i would say you know one of the conclusions that i often get from these conversations with you is that you have and you're not alone with this but you have a list of wishes desires from the world in general as it relates to your work some of it is technical uh so that you can do your work as you envision it in your head um yeah but you're not satisfied that's i mean and, and you'll never be satisfied that's the beauty of of you know a good producer but there is a short list in the short term that could satisfy you and that's what you're you're oh, yeah. saying a bit yeah. from that's, software that's to to work wise Yeah,
1: software i mean just imagine what blogging or the existence of a blogging software has done to the publishing uh world you yeah. know that was like the movable type when it came out was a plain simply a revolution and then yeah. everybody started blogging with it now it sort of turned to wordpress but wordpress wasn't the first system yeah. and in itself wordpress is you know the the sole reason why so many people can easily publish stuff and and that's taken for granted. But there's not yet the same solution for for uh, audio and video publishing. There are some systems that, you know, yeah. can do a favor, but they're all more or less uh, extensions to blogging, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to WordPress. But there are very specific needs if you want to do radio, for instance. Yeah. And if it's just like something like, yeah, there's going to be a live show next week. I wanna, you know, put this up on the system. It's not that the blogging system has any feature that where you can say like, "Oh yeah, next Wednesday I'm going to blog something." You know, that just doesn't exist. And then of course there are plugins and this and that, mm-hmm. and you can do it manually. And so, but, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about software that's really. Um, creating a very sustainable workflow and makes it very easy to uh, get your word out so that you, you can focus on what you really want to do, which is you know, creating shows. Mm. Um, that's going to improve the situation a lot and it's probably even um, changing the number of people but who want to do it.
0: What's getting in the way of this happening? It seems logical when you lay it out are there forces that don't want you to succeed (laughs) don't want us to succeed Uh.
1: no it's just a matter of demand and and understanding um i mean everybody needs to write even podcasters needs to write so that's totally clear why text was first there and it was you know it's easy to search it's easy to consume it's easy to Mm. copy and paste and all stuff audio is not that easy and um, putting your own voice on a recording you know many people sort of refrain from that and said like oh i'm Can't listen to my voice, Mm -hmm. or I don't know what to say, and I'm, 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 you know, stumbling, stuttering, what, what, whatever. Uh, If you write, nobody knows how much uh, pain you had to endure to write it, because they just see the final result. That's just not happening with uh, voice. So I can totally understand that this is not for everybody in terms of number of producers, but Mm. on the other hand, in terms of number of listeners, this is a huge market. We're talking about many, many, many people who just prefer this, and who also um, were that are just um, that are just not an audience for blogging. At least not for for the same uh, topic. It's like people who listen to podcasts on their commute, who listen to podcasts because they're working for a company and they have to uh, visit customers. Every day, and they're on the uh, in, in their car a lot, you know, mm-hmm. or people delivering parcels. That are stories I heard, you know, where they just appreciate podcasting because it's so easy to consume, and this the personal touch makes it very enjoyable for them, yeah. and the, the 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 media format makes it uh, compatible with what they're they're doing, yeah. and that's what podcasting uh, is about, and it's un- uncharted territory in, in in a way,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and often it's the kind of thing that in the mainstream they try to pretend to do, you know, to give you the impression that it's personal, yeah. even though it's really not. Yeah. And that's the last thing they, 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 well, they're afraid of to do such a thing. But yesterday at the meetup, I learned a lot of things at this meetup, oddly enough, at your listener meetup. I took that opportunity to just ask people these sort of questions, you know, uh, um, what programs of Tim's do you listen to? Uh, why? Um, when? That's the, That's the one I was very interested in. And exactly like you say, these individuals said, I have a job where I'm repairing things. So uh, I I have to see what I'm doing, but I like listening because a lot of it is automatic what I'm doing. I like listening and learning, and uh, I like the topics that that Tim brings. Um, Someone else said, I have an hour and a half commute, which sounded very American to me. Uh, An hour and a half commute, that's a reality for quite a lot of people that I remember back home.
1: But to and fro. It's like...
0: Um, maybe yeah i know some people that have the total like yeah one and a half hours each way mm-hmm. especially the ones outside of new york and you know he said in the car that's what i'm listening to and the walk from the car to the job through the city that's what i'm listening to different podcasts and i even asked him like how many of your podcasts he listens to and he said well uh, i try to listen to all actually but th- there's a specific program uh, that i don't always have time for depends on traffic and such <laughs> and again you see this balance between yeah the time you're you're your eyes have to focus on something, or your body has to be somewhere, so you can't be reading, and you certainly can't be watching video, but you like to be taken away a little bit ear-wise, you know, you like to be fed some information. And I totally recognize this. I'm always fearing, and maybe too much, you know, I'm going to work on that, but I'm always fearing that um, too many people don't feel this way, that don't have a, a love for listening, um, I guess I should relax yeah, because should. It, it, it will happen <laughs> automatically. I want people to realize the joy of listening. That's my that's my concern. Uh, you know, because we, we have a generation of people now, if not for podcasts, they're not listening to radio. I mean, some of us grew up with radio and we whatever value there was, we got it. You know, we liked it. We found the good. Um I think that's translated into podcasting. That's part of why we love it. Like we we knew from a young age what the value is um how do you how do you bring people that had no tradition of this who were tv watchers purely and i was that too um now say give this a listen and if if they really gave it a listen for a little while they would get addicted but how do you get them to start with that listening you know that's that's the tricky part
1: well they just Uh, it's it's simply propaganda from from (laughs) mouth to mouth i mean it's uh, yeah
0: yeah Somebody Most says this them, is a good program.
1: Yeah, yeah, everybody who listens to something usually, you know, was talked into it by a friend. Mm. So it's just happen. It's just happening, and yeah. you don't even need the big media outlets to shout podcasts all day. Um, mm. Although they also do, which might be helpful to you know acknowledge that this is a normal thing. Yeah, you could listen to, and then they discover that there's this alternate media world. Within the podcasting distribution scheme,
0: mm-hmm, mm. yes, yeah, that's one way
1: yeah. i'm I'm always very optimistic about this, you know that, and so far time has proved me wrong uh,
0: right right <laughs>
1: sometimes <laughs> yeah. wrong <laughs> yeah
0: well I mean it's healthy both to be um optimist and to be you know critical of everything you see i'll I'll try and balance both of those. <laughs> Um I think I'll leave it at that for today. I mean that's uh that's our once a year conversation about what's up in media production uh personal media production. Um yeah. Let's leave it at that. Good. So Tim Pritlove, we'll be hearing from you very soon. And uh thanks for your hospitality as always here at the I always read it as in my head the meta bean. <laughs> meta Avenue.
1: whatever makes you happy
0: <laughs> it does i always look i read meta bean we're in the bean right now and uh thanks so much uh i hope listeners enjoyed it and if they want to find you there'll be a link in the show notes to your um small media empire or personal media empire My personal media i gotta work empire. on that